You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to another exciting edition of Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headsets or earbuds or whatever listening device you use. Maybe you glue speakers to your ears. I don't know. That's your life. I am Ryan Andrews. I am the host of this Monday Musings edition of Locked on Jays. Um, gonna, gonna have to talk about what happened over the weekend. The Blue Jays dropping two of three again at home. Again to the Red Sox. Just, just a disheartening weekend, really, for the Blue Jays. Uh, we're going to talk about what happens in regards to the problems with the pitching staff. Um, we'll be able to talk about what they might look at doing there in the latter half of this episode. But um, I want to start with the offense. We'll focus on the offense first because the offense is what doomed the Blue Jays in this weekend set. Um Com- coming off the high of that Friday night win, that that huge, unexpected comeback win, when when the Blue Jays stared Chris Sale in the face, they gave him they gave him a free lead, he took it, and then the Blue Jays just clawed back and got that five three extra innings win, squarely on the bat of Luke Maley, who had a career day and became the new six god in the process going three for four with the game tying and walk off home runs first off Chris sale, the second off of Brian Johnson, which, which that may be the most nondescript pitching name outside of Joe Smith. But what Luke Maley did on Friday really masked again, a continuing problem with this Blue Jays offense and it's an inability to really string hits together and, and put together runs of form that put pressure on opposing teams. Luke Maley was amazing at the plate for one shining moment. He was, he was Johnny bench and Joe Maurer rolled into one. Like, it was amazing what he was able to do. But that was one day. He promptly went out the next day and struck out all four times against the Red Sox on Saturday. And and this is this goes back to a recurring theme, sadly, for the Blue Jays, in that this is an offense that relies too much on getting those home runs. They don't create their own offense outside of those big blasts. They don't put together solid innings they don't they don't chain hits like like the Red Sox did we saw what the Red Sox were able to do to Marco Estrada well we'll talk about the starting pitching stuff but Marco Estrada on Saturday was doing really well aside from that one inning where it went Betts double Benintendi double Ramirez home run and that was the game that was the game right there those three runs gave Boston the win and the sad thing is, like, you're watching that on Saturday and you know that the Blue Jays aren't going to be able to do that. They aren't going to be able to come close. Like like I said, 
Luke Maley hit out of his body on Friday. And and if he doesn't, it's a sweep. The Blue Jays are swept. They're below 500 at this point. When they were when they were 13 and 6, everyone was like, "Oh, the Blue Jays are team of destiny. They're getting all these late hits." No, you cannot rely on that. You cannot rely on heroics every day. They got the heroics on Friday, but no one, no one stepped up on Saturday and Sunday to to lift an offense that again cannot cannot do enough to make opposing pitchers pay and again you watch you watch some of these bats that the blue jays have been relying on and they will just go absolutely cold josh donaldson one for eight heading into the saturday game where he went two for five but wasn't given a chance to drive anyone in um and hervis solarte went one for 13 during that series um like like they're they're relying on these bats to to do what they need to do but they can't take advantage of the opportunities placed in front of them and that's what's frustrating about this lineup i i will admit i did not watch sunday's game i was out with my loving partner we we it was a beautiful day in nova scotia it was like on the on the happy side of 15 degrees there's a bit of wind so we we went out did like a run along along the the chain of lakes trail in halifax is great it's a wonderful time you know just just walking talking getting to the lake seeing it saying okay enough of the lake and heading back that was fine but coming back and and checking the blue jays on my app on on the score app checking checking what was going on I could see the exact same problems every time. And that is, is killer to a team. Like, like look, Sunday, they had Drew Pomeranz over a barrel multiple times. They got runners first and second multiple times with, with less than two outs. That is an opportunity where you should make people pay for what they've done. And, and again, like they, I I can't really fault the Blue Jays batters for what they did. They they worked the count on on Pomerantz. They they tried to make him throw pitches, but again, Salarte couldn't do anything. Pilar couldn't do anything, and then the the bottom of the second, like no out runners on first and second, and it's the same problem. Alfred strikes out. Urania strikes out. Tioscar can't put it deep enough out no runs gained again the the inability to make bad pitchers pay for for walking batters for for giving up those meatballs the inability to to cash runners in it, it it's it's the same old story it's the same old problem with the blue jays and and again you look at that same game like when Joe Biagini got into problems in the third, what did the blue what did the Red Sox start doing? They started making him work. They made him pay. Mookie Betts, eight pitch at bat, hit a single. JD Martinez got a full count, got a walk. Mitch Moreland fouled off so many pitches against Joe Biagini, like he was giving away balls to every single mother who didn't get um I I, I can't even remember what they were giving away. 
Um, I'm, I remember what the Orioles gave. The Orioles gave a scarf. I can't remember what the giveaway was specifically for mothers, but anyone who didn't get a Pilar Cape jersey, they got balls to make up for it. And Moreland coaxed a walk out of Biagini that cashed a run. Now, the, the fact that the Blue Jays can't even get into the bases loaded positions, can't even get to runners in scoring positions when they have prime opportunities to do so has been the major problem of this team since the start of last year. Too many strikeouts in inopportune times. Too many weak ground balls. Like, what, what is Kendris Morales doing for him tomahawk chopping a ball into the dirt when he has an opportunity to try and and get the Blue Jays closer. Like, it was 4-3 forever. And, like, the, there was no there was no thought that maybe, oh, the Blue Jays can string together a couple hits. Like, they, like, it looked like they did. They, the fifth was great. Justin Smoke, two-run double. Russell Martin, solid single. Again, you have your runners at second and third. But, no, Morales, double play. When they're when they're not striking out, they're pounding balls into the dirt and getting double plays. It's it's so frustrating to try and watch this Blue Jays op- offense operate because you you almost know like like every time we watch Kendris Morales is it's strikeout or or he's grounding out because he can't get any loft of the ball because he apparently wants to be a lumberjack and pound balls into the dirt. It like. Like you, you're not expecting a home run with anyone on base because the Blue Jays only hit solo shots. I I don't know what the fix is for this Blue Jays offense, but I it's not Gio Urshela. Like, yeah, Gio looked good going one for two, but it's not it's not any of this. And again, it's frustrating to watch. Now Alfred was sent down. Um, yesterday after the game, sent back to Buffalo. Roster move hasn't been made by the Blue Jays. I, I'm not sure what they're going to do. Um, I'm not sure how far along Grichuk is. I know he's resumed baseball activities, but I don't think they're going to bring him back just yet. So I don't know. It's not going to be Rowdy Telez. He's not ready either. I'm not sure what the move is there. It, For all we know, it could be Vladdy. They they designated Carlos Ramirez for assignment. They have a 40-man space. They could make the call and say, okay, th- we need offense. This is what this Blue Jays team lacks. I, I would be all for it. I have come around. I, I, I said at the start of the season, you know, leave him in AA. Let him get acclimatized to Major League batting. But it's clear he's bored. He... He doesn't care. He has nothing left to prove in New Hampshire. So if Vlad Guerrero Jr. is what you need to get some some consistent offense going for the Blue Jays, to get someone who is going to make contact, to get someone who can put bat on ball and move runners with less than two outs, to, to get someone who can hit a fly ball, if, that, if that's what needs to be done, that's what needs to be done. Because the Blue Jays are quickly watching the Yankees and Red Sox just pad their cushion at the top of the division. And they have to make a choice right now. Do they want to try and go for this? Do they think they can get a wild card slot and take a shot at those Yankees in one game where where you don't know what's going to happen? Or are they going to give up on the season like the Rays and the Orioles and just 
plummet back down into the mire and and just settle for that. Just say it's not our year. They have to make that decision. They they're going to have to make that decision by the end of the month. And the games that are coming up will will help with that. And we will talk about starting pitching and what that might entail for these games right after this. All right. So I yeah, I'm already sighing because I know I have to talk about the rotation. Another another subpar performance in that Boston series. Uh, the be- the best performance of the week went to Marco Estrada. And Est- Estrada actually got 6 innings out of it, which I that's that's the that's the low bar that we set for this Blue Jays rotation. Can you get six innings? Marco did that. That's great. And aside from that one big inning in the third inning, he looked pretty good. He looked like vintage Marco. He had his changeup working. He was keeping batters off balance. He looked good. But again, as we talked about in the first half, Red Sox were able to put together that that string of hits that you need to put up big innings. Double, double home run. They just pounded the extra bases on Marco. And and that was it. That was the ball game. But it was a good sign for Marco. Not so much for Aaron Sanchez, who again can't get through five. I I I get that he has the best stuff of anyone on this staff, but when you can't consistently locate it, it doesn't help your team. It doesn't help to just go four innings every time. You need to start having length. You you need to get past that fifth inning. This, this bullpen cannot keep going out like this. All, all four of them worked in that extra inning game. And if it wasn't for Sam Gavilio, the the extra innings hero going out there and pitching three scoreless, that would have been a loss because there was no, you would have had to use Aaron Loop or Jake Petrica, and there's no way they are going to give you the link. It, it was a, it was a prurient call up to bring up both Joe Biagini and Sam Gavilio to have that length. But Oh my God! We need we need to put Joe Biagini out of his misery. That that start on Sunday was abysmal, and it's the third strike for Joe Biagini as a major league starter. I I have no idea why the Blue Jays keep thinking this is a this is going to happen. It's never going to happen. He was not a starter in Double A. He he was a good reliever. At the major league level, but he's he hasn't been a good starter at AAA, so I don't know why you think he'd be a good starter at the MLB level. He he proved that again, again. He can't get five innings. He he gave up four runs and four and two thirds, and somehow lowered his ERA doing that. It's below eight. Good work, Joe. Got it out of B. Out of get it below a, a eight. I I don't even have a metaphor for that because it shouldn't be a metaphor. So, what do the Blue Jays do? I I think they already have the answer on the roster, and uh, I I see Blue Jays fans coming on board with us. Uh, noted Blue Jay fan Leslie underscore Nope had this on Twitter. I agree with it. I I said as much last week, and I think it's time. I think this is the redemption story that the Blue Jays need right now. In addition to the Luke Maley resurgence, I think. Joe B. Genie needs to be dropped from the rotation. You can send him back to Buffalo if you want, or you can keep him in the pen as a long man with Cavillo. 
you you can do that. But Joe Biagini needs to not be in the rotation anymore, and you need to accept the the redemption story, the prodigal son. I don't I don't even know if you can call him the prodigal son because he was never here. He got lapped by Chad Jenkins. But Deck McGuire deserves a chance to cement himself as an MLB starter. He he finally got his shot last year. It took a awful, awful Cincinnati team to give him that chance to be a starter. But I I didn't really see anything wrong with Deck McGuire's performance last year, and I certainly don't see anything wrong with it this year. Because Deck McGuire was lighting people up in Buffalo. Like, he he consistently went out there and was giving length and was putting up donuts. Like, like he had a he had a 270 ERA, five starts, gave you 30 innings, six innings a start. Is that's that's what Blue Jays rotation needs. Some, some some consistent innings. I can barely talk. I'm so excited about someone who can throw six innings because that's what the Blue Jays have done to me. So, Deck McGuire goes out there, and and again, when Biagini and Gavilio were called up, I thought, all right, let's give Gavilio the shot. Give him give him a chance at this. He, he looks like he's learned something. No, they went back to the well. They went back to that foul, poisoned well of starter Joe Biagini. And and it's enough. And I think the Blue Jays know that. I I think they can see that this is not going to work. So Deck McGuire gets promoted. Um, he should take the next start. He's probably available for bullpen because uh, I believe he was scheduled to go on Monday. But obviously with the call up, that's not happening. So so Deck McGuire will likely, again, be that long man or be the starter for Marcus Stroman's next spot in the rotation. And I can't wait. Again, this is a guy who's waited and waited and grinded after, you know, after such high hopes. Again, uh, there was, um, I forget who had this on Twitter, but they posted the uh, the draft reviews and Deck McGuire noted potential number three starter in the MLB was taken two picks ahead of the guy who the Blue Jays somehow managed to beat in this series. The only guy they managed to beat in this series, Chris Sale. So a lot of pressure to live up to. But again, in in his first taste of MLB action last year, Deck McGuire looked competent for a really bad Cincinnati team. He, he pitched 13 and two-thirds innings. He got two starts wasn't really stretched out at the time, but he showed enough to be able to induce that weak contact that has been missing from every Blue Jays starter this season. And he can he can get a strikeout if he wants to. He had 11 strikeouts. So it's a guy who's finally figured out how to use his stuff most effectively. And the Blue Jays, they don't have that right now. Aaron Sanchez can't use his fastball effectively because he can't keep it in the strike zone. Marco Estrada can't use his changeup effectively because his fastball hasn't been as good and it keeps getting pounded. Marcus Stroman can't use anything effectively. That's why he's on the DL. So to get a guy up who actually knows what he wants to do every time out there and has had success doing it, I think it's a long time coming. And I actually can't wait. I I really want to see Deck McGuire start 
later this week against Oakland because I think that's a perfect opportunity to throw him in there and see what you have at a major league level with Deck McGuire because it looks good. It looks very good. And I'm, I'm hopeful that, again, he can provide some stability. He can go out and give you six innings because that's what this Blue Jays team needs. They can't keep running the bullpen out there for five and a third innings every game. They need length. They need rest. And if Deck McGuire can provide that, finally the Blue Jays will see some return on a draft pick made eight years ago. And I I am here for it because I want this Blue Jays team to succeed. I think they can succeed. But the way the way they just died against Boston on the weekend was was disheartening. And I'm I'm better off for having taken that walk because I I. I, I'm going to avoid giving myself a heart attack by doing so. So that that ends it for a a very angry Monday music. I I shouldn't I shouldn't have been this angry again. Luke Maley having that career game on Friday was awesome, but just I don't know. That's how disappointing the weekend games were against a, a team I dislike. I I don't have the outright hate that I do for the Yankees, because at least there are some fun parts about the Red Sox, but I, I still don't like them. I still refuse to roster them. So, again, we'll we'll see what the Blue Jays can do starting this week. Um, also a note for the podcast, we have word that uh, co-host Ryan Miller has returned from his Caribbean sojourn. He is back in Canada, so hopefully we'll, we'll, we will get to talk to him at some point this week. Maybe some other people... We'll see how it goes. But for everyone here at Locked On Blue Jays, we thank you for listening to another daily dose of Toronto Talk. I've been your host, Ryan Andrews. Thank you so much for tuning in and take care.